Hey there, friend. Welcome to It's Me, Michelle Castro, the podcast, where we discuss marriage, parenting, work, and everything in between with the desire of seeking Jesus Christ first and always. You're probably running errands, waiting in the pickup line, or maybe you found a minute to sit. (laughs) Just kidding. Probably not. Either way, whatever you're doing, stick in your earbuds, press play, and let's get started. Hey friends, happy Tuesday. So here's something that's really funny is I felt like, I don't know, I felt like I needed to share an episode. I recorded it. And as I have thought through that the last couple, the last day, really, I just feel like mm, maybe the message, yes, maybe the way I delivered it, not so much. So this is kind of a hybrid of the two. And I was list, or I was reading this morning in as I'm reading through the Bible. And I'm in Nehemiah. Honestly, don't think I have ever opened up the book of Nehemiah. And I don't know why. I mean, I should. It's amazing. And it's talking so much about rebuilding a temple and just kind of restoring Israel. And um, it's phenomenal. But there is a verse that hit me so hard. Actually, it's two verses. And it really goes hand in hand with what the the message that I wanted to share with all of you that I did record that I'm scrapping. So what hit me yesterday was this idea that we open the Bible I say we because I do this too, and I know many of you do as well. We open the Bible and we go, Lord, what do you have for me today? Like, what are you going to tell me today? It's all about me, 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 me. We are naturally incredibly selfish, right? Like, if you have children, you never once had to tell them, you know what, you should probably learn to be a little bit more selfish. Like, you know, stop stop being so selfless. Never, ever once have you had to tell your child, stop sharing so much, right? So we get where I'm going with this. We are selfish. The fact of the matter is God's word is not written to tell us about us. The fact of the matter is God's word is written to tell us about God, about his character, who he is. It's to always turn our focus to him. Yes, we can say the Old Testament is pointing to Jesus Christ. The New Testament is pointing to his return, right? But it's all about Christ. It's all about seeing the character and the majesty and the person of God. And as if I didn't already know that, the Lord saw fit to just really bring that home as I was reading in Nehemiah. Now, I will be honest, in some of these Old Testament books, I actually open up my Bible app. I use, um, I think it's just the Bible app, whatever it is. And I have it read out loud to me because I'm reading early in the morning. And a lot of these things, like the genealogies, I hate to say it, but it makes my eyes very heavy. And so if I listen to it and follow along, it keeps me a little bit more engaged. So that's what I was doing today. And I was in Nehemiah chapter nine. And Nehemiah is recalling all that God has done for the Israelites. And I love this theme that is woven throughout the Old Testament is they are constantly going back to, Lord, you are the God who brought us 
through the, you brought us out of the captivity in Egypt. You brought us all out of that, right? You parted the sea. You did all of this. And there's this constant remembering because again, God's word is pointing us back to the person and the character of God, right? So I know that. We know that. But yet we get away from it and we're like, oh, but Lord, what have you ever done for me lately? Right? The Janet Jackson song. What have you done for me lately? Like, what have you done? And we forget. We are so easily forgetful. And I loved what Nehemiah said. Um, First in, so I'm in chapter nine. There's so many nuggets in here. In fact, I just kept underlining and underlining because with this mindset of this is pointing me back to the character of God, the person of God. And the beauty of it is he is consistent. Unlike you and I, we are inconsistent. We would like to think that our character is the same. And hopefully overall it is, but we are easily moved, right? Not necessarily um, in our foundation, but our emotions. Think about how our emotions fluctuate throughout the day. And if you don't think your emotions fluctuate, then look at your children because in the morning they could be one way. And especially if you have a hormonal daughter, their emotions are fluctuating because there's so much that's going on within their body. We're not going to talk about that right now, but the same is true with us. How many times have you started out the day great and then something happens or someone says something and all of a sudden you were just like, in fact, yesterday, if I can tell on myself, I was at Lowe's with my middle daughter and I was like rushing in to grab some paint because of course I have another project. And um, the lady that was at the self-checkout was asking a question and I was kind of short with her. And my daughter like touched my arm and she's like, mama, it's okay. It's okay. Like it's not a big deal. And I was like, oh, why? I didn't realize that I was short and it, she didn't say anything wrong. But my point is our emotions and our moods fluctuate moment by moment sometimes. It's amazing. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Nehemiah and the Old Testament prophets are constantly reminding the Israelites like, no, 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 this is who our God is. He is steadfast. He is unmovable. He does not change, right? We know that. And in chapter nine, he's saying, but you are a God ready to forgive, gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and did not forsake them, the Israelites. So he has to remind them we are so forgetful. We need that reminder. Our God does not change. I love that this book, the Bible, was written to remind us because we forget these things. But here's what I love. Verse 20, you gave your good spirit. So again, he's talking about when um, God walked the, you know, he gave the pillar, uh, the cloud, and he gave the fire, and just reminding the Israelites of the Exodus. So verse 20, you gave your good spirit to instruct them and did not withhold your manna from their mouth and gave them water for their thirst. Yes, we know that, right? We need to remind them they had manna, they had water. Like, remember, because all throughout the Old Testament, we find that they have forgotten. And we, on this side, we're like, how could you forget? You had 40 years of this, right? God took care of you, blah, 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 blah. And yet we forget our own self, right? But listen to verse 21. 40 years you sustained them in the wilderness and they lacked nothing. Right? Okay. Yeah, we know that. Their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not swell. 
I had to read that again. And it makes me emotional because I think of all the little, which are big, but all these little ways in which God takes care of us. And his word is to point to him, his character, his mercy, his judgment, who he is. So much so that I don't know if you've ever thought about this because I have. What about their clothes? You know, they didn't have like multiple outfits, right? They didn't have like, you know, okay, well, I'm going to be gone for 10 days. So should I bring 10 outfits? They had one, maybe an extra something. But their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not swell. Our God is a God of details. He is consistent. He is in the weeds of all of it. So I don't know where you find yourself if you're just kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing here, Lord, and I'm a little confused and I'm not seeing growth or I'm not seeing whatever. God is in the details. He is making sure that just as he said here, that the Israelites, you, his children, do not lack anything. He takes care of our needs. And I need that reminder. Because I'm looking at this big picture and I'm going, well, my business isn't growing. Um, I, you know, right now I just, I, I really, I'm not offering anything. Um, you know, it, it, the, the projects seem to be piling up. You know, it, we, we don't know where the girls are going to go to college. We don't know how we're going to pay for these things. We've got, you know, eventually down the line, weddings and blah, 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 blah. My husband's thinking about, okay, he's got to do this, that, or the other thing. And God's like, whoa, wait a second. Wait a second. I've provided for you every day of your life. And and maybe you're looking at these big things, but what if you step back and took a minute and look at the, the things that I have provided on a daily basis that are sustaining you? Sure, food is great. But what about the fact for 40 years, your clothes did not wear out? For 40 years, your feet did not swell. They were walking every single day. So, God's word, sure, it was written a long time ago, but it is so applicable to us right now, today, in the 21st century. And friend, I don't know how that hits you right now, but I find that incredibly encouraging that my God cares about swelling feet. He cares about clothing that is going to last for a 40-year period of time. He provides. This book, this book is the only book I know, the only book that is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. This book is what we need. It pierces through bone and marrow. It gets to the heart and so if you think, okay, you know what, I'm going to open this up and, and Lord, show me, point me, you know, to what I need to know today. No, 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 friend. God's word is to point you to him, his righteousness, his goodness, his mercy, his judgment, what he cannot tolerate. Because we want that standard. We want to know, okay, Lord, this is, I need you to help me with each of these things. So his, <laughs> this book is not like a, a fortune cookie, a magic eight ball, like show me, 
you know, how, you know, how am I going to make money today? How am I going to, we have to, we look at, to this word, to this book, um, to see his character, to, to see what it's revealing about him so that we can understand that he is trustworthy with everything. God's word does not change us. It will not change us until we faithfully follow it, until we faithfully faithfully spend time immersed in it. I know I've said it a million times and I will say it a million times more. You need to be in God's word to be affected by God's word, to be moved by God's word, to be changed by God's word. It doesn't just happen because you read John 3.16 one time. You need to be fully immersed and and look at the things that I have missed because I haven't been immersed in his whole word. So friend, I hope that this encourages you to open up God's word. It is not, like I said, a, a slot machine or a fortune cookie that's going to be like, oh, okay, now this is what, Julie, this is what you need to do. It's a reminder that God is our standard. He protects us. He takes care of us. He looks after us. And whatever it is that you have in front of you that you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what this looks like. Well, our God He cares about all of it. He cares about the weeds. He cares about the 30,000 foot level. Like he's all in all of it. And we need to be immersing ourselves in his word so that we fully understand who he is and his character. Because the more time that we spend with God, the more that we understand what he wants for us. It's kind of like you know, when we were redoing the house and I was picking out tile and I went to the tile store with a girlfriend of mine, I brought her with me and she's like, oh, doesn't your husband need to be here for this? I was like, no, no, no. I know what he likes because we have spent so much time together. I know his preferences. The same is true. The more time that we spend in God's word, the more we know God's preferences, what he wants for us, what he, the path that he wants for us, the more in tune we are that we're like, oh no, this does not align with what my God wants wants for me. Oh, okay. No, this, I know that this is within his character. This is what he wants. This is, so we have to be spending time in that. And the only way that we understand God more is by spending time in his word. You see how it's this cycle. We got to keep doing it. Plus the more that you spend time in his word, the more you want to spend time in his word. At least that's what I found for me. Dear father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that it has stood the test of time, Lord, that it is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, that it will pierce between bone and marrow, that it will point us back to you so that we can use you as our standard. The world is not our standard. Somebody who's doing something really great, it might be great. It may be what you want us to do, but that is not our standard. You are our standard. Lord, I pray that you would go before each woman who is listening today. I pray that she would see you in the weeds, in the day-to-day, the, these seemingly small ways in which you provide like you did for the Israelites where their feet did not swell and their clothes did not wear out. We look at that because we have a a closet full of clothing and we think, oh, well, you know, if that one wears out, we get a new one. But Lord, you care about those details that are so specific to each of us that matter. Thank you, Father. Lord, go before each woman who is listening today and just encourage her to open your words and to immerse herself in your words so that she might know you deeper and understand you deeper, Father. 
and in your son's name. Amen. Thank you, friend. Have an amazing day and I will see you next week. Really quick, before you go, would you take a second to subscribe to the podcast? Wherever you are listening right now, go find out how you can subscribe. That way you're not going to miss a single episode. And secondly, if you like what you're hearing, would you leave me a review? A five-star review on Apple Podcasts would mean so much to me. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.